Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I'm Caitlin Bradnick. And I'm Sue Smith. And, and we love scams. We love scams. Guys, we love scams. We love you. We're still in a quarantine. We're still. We're, we're here to do a mailbag episode. We love doing a mailbag episode. It's so much fun. Love it. Um, where we just read your emails back to you. It's the best because it's, we're talking directly to you guys. And we've gotten like some awesome repeat offenders. And I'm really happy. <laughs> guys, we have two Patreon patrons. Kristen and Erica, and we just want to say hello. Welcome to the club. Guys, our Patreon for me is basically where we can talk about all the extra deep shit that we've been wanting to talk about, but we feel like, well, they're not exactly scam related, but I do want to tell you the exact dose of medication I'm on. You know. Oh yeah. All the all the gritty little details about our anxiety and everything. So um guys, for our Patreon, we swear Patreon for us is not a scam. You could give like a dollar a month. We just wanted a separate place that wasn't technically scam well, but it was still Sue and Caitlin talking about scam. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. We don't want to clog up your feed, but we do want to talk to each other. So <laughs> Well, we are friends who are across the country and we love you guys. And so we'll be a part of it. So hope you like the Patreon. It's just this extra little club we can include everyone in. Yeah, we do like one or two episodes a month um, whenever we can. But this is catch ups and friendship stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can um, get that on our website at scamwildpodcast.com or patreon.com slash scamwildpodcast. So thank you, Kristen and Erica, for joining. Welcome. welcome. Can't wait to hear about your doses and how your anxiety is going. Oh, tell us, tell us. (laughs) Tell us everything. So, Katie, before we get into the mailbag, I have a favor to ask of you. Yes. And I'm just wondering, will you indulge me (laughs) in a small little Caroline Calloway corner? Yes. I want to know. I heard my husband mentioned something about her on Pornhub or I don't know what it is. (laughs) She's doing something. What's happening? I'm getting goosebumps of this right now as I'm talking about it. We had so much going on in the world of Caroline Calloway last week. Okay. So it all starts when... I'm going to bring it back to us. So let's bring it back. There was a scam podcast that was making fun of Caroline and calling her a scammer. So we reached out to her manager and we're like, hey, we're huge fans Mm -hmm. and we would love to invite Caroline on to defend herself. Share. Talk about why she's not a scammer. Yes. She only tweets. And if she wants to actually say words, you know, addressing it. Yeah. Feel free to come on. Um, he waited two weeks. He politely got back to us and said, we connected with Caroline and she's going to respectfully decline the invite at the moment. And um, that's not a good move. That's not a good move, <laughs> Caroline. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and that's where you went wrong, Caroline Calloway. So now I'm going to talk about all the shit you did on the internet last you week that is crazy. respectfully decline, and we Ugh. respectfully will move on with just, 
you're dragging you. (laughs) Dragging you. Yes, we will. Okay. So the first thing that happened last week is somebody dug up her Airbnb profile. Oh, yeah. You sent me that. Yeah, I sent you this. So and on the Airbnb profile, there are two views. So you can see reviews that guests have left her and then reviews that hosts have left her. Okay. The guests, so like, she travels a lot and she'll always like sublet her apartment, I guess, her studio. Um, the reviews that the guests left her, of course, say that it's all filthy. All yeah. Every guest says they had to wash the sheets and the <gasps> place was filthy when they got there. Ew. Yes. Do they know it's Caroline Calloway that they're renting from? Well, the reviews are kind of old. So like the most recent one is 2014. So maybe she wasn't Caroline Calloway. Yeah. You know, um, but the... The kicker, the best review is from Deborah in Winchester, UK in 2017 from a host. Um, And I have to read you this whole thing. (laughs) Please. Deborah says, Caroline is the worst guest I've had. (laughs) Caroline moved her check-in time three times. So unfortunately, I missed her when she came back at 3 a.m. I needed to introduce myself and explain who's in the house as I had to leave at 9.15 a.m. She asked me to come back in an hour and she was sleeping. When I came home, I found my teapot in the middle of the room full of urine. That's crazy. I'm so disgusted, especially as I texted her that the bathroom was right next door. My worst (gasps) guest yet. So she pissed in a teapot. Oh, my God. Also, (laughs) it's so disrespectful. It's so rude. And especially to the British people, like tea is very important. And she said her teapot. So that's that's of use. It's not like decorative. She's using her tea. Wait, she. Yes. I'm wait. I'm sorry. This is from 2019, July 2019. This is current. This is current. She literally just pissed in that pot. She just. You know, sometimes you're, I'm like, Caroline, you're so broke. Do you even have a pot to piss in? And she does. <laughs> She's like, I got one in England. I got one in New York. Where do you need me to go? Where do you go? Where do you want? <laughs> so She's disgusting. I'm thinking like, what was it like? She was sleeping naked and was like, oh, I can't be bothered to put on clothes and go find a bathroom. Or was she like uh, in a fever dream? And like, I just, or was she just like, I'm queen. I will piss in pots like they did in the olden days. Like maybe she was like reenacting medieval times. That's so rude. That's so rude. Oh, it's I know people are, I know everyone is different, but I personally have never pissed in a vessel next to the bedside. You know, mm-hmm. that's just not something I that I've just done. did it a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> This is humiliating, and we're going to keep it in the podcast. My son will not sleep. He will not sleep. Yeah. He, we're having, we're having, tro- we're having problems. Times. We're having quarantine times. We're having yeah. toddler sleep regression mixed with quarantine anxiety. So I had to lay next to him and hold his hand as he was falling asleep. But we also have creaky floors because we're in an old New York City apartment. So anytime I get up to walk or creak, he would like jump up. And it wasn't that he just jumped up. Like he would jump up if I left the room and start screaming and then cry so much that he threw up. And this was two days in a row, oh. throws up and he throws up all his whole content of his stomach. And apparently like, I guess oh. it's from Alan because when Alan was ever nervous or excited as a kid, he just constantly was puking. <laughs> so I think Alan, oh, oh my God, I love this. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was like, Christmas, blah, Easter, blah. Like he just, blah, constantly. It was just the cutest <laughs> thing you could imagine. But Lewis has that with him, like being upset. So I'm there and I don't have my cell phone on me. 
oh no, I did it myself on. I just finished playing Best Beans <laughs> and it went off. It like went out of batteries. I couldn't text Alan to come like relieve me or hold Lewis's hand while I peed. So I had to like army crawl to find one of his diapers, put it in my <laughs> underwear, pee <laughs> in a toddler's diaper and then wrap it up and sleep next to it. <laughs> But I think that's okay because a diaper is meant for urine. It, 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 that's what it, a teapot is not. No, you're right. It's not another you're, vessel. You're supposed to pee in a diaper. That's okay. I was so nervous. I was like, this is an adult woman's bladder. It will it fit. <laughs> and it, it was didn't even fill up the diaper. I was like, wow, these diapers are impressive. Which also makes me think like, how much is my child peeing? Because they're like packed when he pees. <laughs> I'm like, wow. It's, it's got a, it tells you a lot about a whole family. And then I had to like army crawl and like, make sure like I didn't knock over any toys and then had to create like a bed for myself and slept oh my next to him next to the diaper. What a committed so, mother. You know, <laughs> you know, sometimes it happens. It's a teapot. It's a diaper. It's whatever. No. She's going to pee and like call it art next. Like she's going to be like, and this is me. This I know. Is she's going to sell it. She's going to sell it. Yeah, she's going to sell we it. We should send her some diapers. No. <laughs> we should. She's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and there's more to this Caroline, Caroline Calloway oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for no, my no, no. weird <laughs> side street. No. Of yarn. And you know what? I'm not judging anyone who's peed in a vessel, <laughs> a bedside vessel, just because I have not. It's okay. That's fine. But but should you pee in a vessel that's not your own? No. You know, she's peeing in like an Airbnb vessel. Ugh, rude. Not her own pot. No. Rude. 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 Okay. So what else she did last week? She joined OnlyFans. Oh, this is all in a week. Yes. <laughs> she joined OnlyFans, and OnlyFans is notoriously like a porn site because they let you do oh, okay. like whatever on it. I guess they don't have any regulations about the content you can put up. Like a Snapchat, early Snapchat or something. Yeah, but it's a subscription. So Patreon, okay. it's like Patreon, but with porn. Is it just images or podcasts or video? I think it's everything. So I think it's video oh. and images and whatever. Um, but it's just mm -hmm. not regulated, the content. Um, so okay. people subscribe to it. She decided to get an OnlyFans and become a sex worker. And <laughs> sex, okay. sex workers, not happy. They are not happy. Yeah. Because yeah. They're, she's competing with them. And they. she also thought that she's superior to them. So most of the... That's yeah, it. Yeah. Most of the sex workers are out here charging like $5, $10 a month, which I think is reasonable. Caroline Calloway mm -hmm. is charging... Um, $49 a month for hers. Wow. And then she, $49.99. Bold. Bold. Bold for a woman who pees in pots. I know. She needs more pots to piss in. <laughs> um, and then she tweeted, okay, who else has a brand like mine and is charging $49.99? You can't just claim I'm competing with no evidence. Show me my competition. For someone offering emotionally poignant, soft wow. core cerebral porn, I'm basically unchallenged. And <gasps> wow. So then all these sex workers, so her whole thing is she's dressing up like a different literary character in every video, which is so pretentious <laughs> and dumb. Ew. <laughs> And so um, also like a third graders idea. <laughs> yes. And then so all these sex workers started coming after her and were like, hello, this is cosplay. Here's a picture of me doing this. I did this. You're not original, like came yeah. at her. But she didn't change a thing. And she's still doing she's doing Lolita cosplay on her OnlyFans for $50. So oh my God, that's what's now, going is on. Is she like full on naked? Are we seeing like bush and mm -hmm. tits? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think she has bush, but we see tits. We see tits on her Instagram. Her pinned tweet is 
her tits. It's crazy. I don't know. I, well, so she blocked yeah. us. So I just was like, then I'm blocking you from my brain. Like I really am right, giving right, up right. on her as a person. But I do. I am curious now. I want to see what her tits look like. It's terrible. They're cute. I'm sure. She's young. She's, they're perky. She's got young, pretentious tits. Yes. <laughs> they're going to be Little white girl tits, you know? So little, yeah. yeah. So, so adorbs. But that's the thing. It's like, guys, look how smart I am. I'm going to dress up as smart people. <laughs> like, that's like a very, such an immature way of proving your intelligence well, is to be like, and then I'm going to cosplay as this person who did who actually finished a book she wrote, unlike me. Like, I'm doing porn, but I'm better than you because I'm smart. Like, fuck off, dude. But she's When you said that to her, I was like, of course she's going to have some air about it that she's superior. Like that. Yes. With all of her scams, she comes at this like she has somehow some superiority over people. And nobody believes that. That's what I don't understand is that, that that bubble has never burst for her, that she is not better than anyone. She still thinks she is with all of these failures. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's crazy. Oh, it's so I wonder when it'll burst. <laughs> Like, will it burst when her water breaks when she goes into labor? Like, when will it burst? Like, when? I don't know, because she gets so much backlash. And and yet she never mm-hmm. changes, you know? And it fuels her. Yeah. She's loving it. She loves it. <sighs> guys, tell us what you think. <laughs> this is an episode all about you guys. Tell us what you think. When will her bubble burst? When will her bubble burst? All right. Now, on to you. That's why we're really here. We're really here for you guys. We're here for and you. And you sent us a bunch of emails, and we... Just got them all. <laughs> we, were, we were a little behind on emails with our lives. I saved, and we're sorry. I saved them all for one yes. spot. And then I checked them all at once when I'm compiling a new thing to do a new episode. So mm-hmm. if you wrote in February and I just responded to you last week, I'm... Blame quarantine. This is it. This is who we Honestly, are. I'm not apologizing. There's a lot happening. <laughs> I, I just beat in a diaper and told you all. So <laughs> we're doing the best we can. Did it fit you? <laughs> It did, you know, it it almost did, and I was like, "Wow!" You're like, "Wow!" I'm I, so skinny. I am so skinny. I was like, for a moment, I was like, "I'm winning." A hundred percent. That, wow, that's great. I was proud for half a second, and then I was like, "You are. You got to figure out how to." Then, then I had like stage fright, and I'm like, "How am I going to pee in this? This is disgusting." Like, I then I was overthinking peeing in the diaper, and then I like really had to coach myself to pee through it because I was like, "You can't leave the room." Your whole life will be ruined. But you weren't peeing like directly next to your child, were you? Yes. (laughs) Or you were? I was literally right on the floor. He is sound asleep and I'm on the floor. Oh, but you're on the floor. But I can't like go too far because then the floor gets too creaky. Mm -hmm. So I I had to just like, like, what is it? Like yoga pose? Like crouching tiger child or whatever it was position and like convince myself to continue to pee because I I like then couldn't pee guys yeah. this, this episode's just about my bladder <laughs> no it's okay no but you weren't like in the same bed as him so that's no fine, thank god that's, that's no. fine there's also a little more Caroline Calloway backlash <laughs> okay good okay good all leads they all lead to Caroline um, that she is fetishizing children like all the literary Ew. characters she's picking are like child's characters so people Ew. are pissed about that too. Yeah. She's so out of touch. Yeah. She's so out of touch. And if, you know, she wanted to be a guest, we'd give her a chance to explain it. But I'm just going to say no. She's gross. Yeah. Back to you guys. <laughs> Back to you guys. Anyway, <laughs> we have some great emails. Thank you very much. Yes. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at 
hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. This one is from Deborah. She says, good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. I've been a cosmetologist for 24 years. At one time, I was an educator for a very large, well-known product line. I became friends with some pretty big names in the industry because of this. It was a really great experience. But here's the scam. When you go to a salon, you're offered professional, only sold in salons products, shampoos, styling products, etc. There's a dirty practice in the beauty industry that happens called diversion. This is why the professional salon products end up being sold outside of salons. Stylists are promised by these companies that they are the only legitimate source of the product and they do everything they can to stop diversion. We are told all of the product that you see in other places like CVS is stolen or fake. Wow. And I had a stylist tell me this once. She was like, what shampoo wow. are you using? And I was like, I use Pureology. And she was like, well, if you don't get it in a salon, it's probably fake. And I was like, okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Still works. What's your point? <laughs> My hair's clean. Yeah. And while some companies are serious about this, there are others that are not. This is where the scam comes in. A few of these companies are selling their product directly to CVS, Target, and Walmart, all while promising stylists that they are not fighting diversion. Sure. Sending us posters and shelf talkers, warning clients of fake products not sold in salons, etc. I'm not going to say which companies do this, but if you go to Target and look, you will figure it out. If you think about it, how would these huge companies have a consistent supply of products if they weren't getting it directly from the company? Mm -hmm. And would Target risk a huge lawsuit selling stolen, tainted, or counterfeit product to the masses? No. So these brands are lying to the salon industry to keep their professional image, but are also profiting massively by offering their product lines over the counter. I hope this makes sense. Ask me any questions you like. Love your show, by the way. Deborah. Oh, Deb, we love you. Yeah. A hundred percent. That makes sense. When, when I, when you're first reading it, so I was like, 
wait, CVS is and Target are not going to sell stolen, no. stolen goods that consistently. No. So they're lying to the so these companies are lying to the salons, and then the salons are lying to consumers, like the late, like the girl told me. Mm-hmm. And and what sucks is they're probably in earnest, like, oh, I don't want my clients to have crappy so- stolen shampoo. Yeah. So they then when the client finds out you can get it cheaper at CVS, they look stupid. Yeah, like it really screws the stylist. I've always thought it's like weird and awkward that salons sell products anyway. I think they should just stop doing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, also I like. I want to know what my hair needs. Like there's so many different types and I'm like, is it dry? It looks frizzy. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's this, like my scalp's oily. Who knows? I'm a mess, you guys. So I always wanted to know. And then they're like, well, we have these three products here that are all $50. (laughs) I'm like, there's got to be another product ever, but they don't give you that option. No, they must get a deep commission or some shit. I know. That's what I'm curious about. Like, I guess they would continue to do it because it's some sort of commission. I don't know. But I will say I ordered my shampoo, the shampoo that I use that I spend way too much money on. It's $30 and I feel guilty. Um, I ordered I, I ordered it from Target and it came and it was very watery and, and gross. It did make me think that I was like, maybe it is fake. I don't know. So I don't buy it at Target. Or maybe the Target version, like it is a compromised version. Like they say, well, to salons, we'll sell you the pure stuff and then we will sell a type of it to CVS and Target, but it'll be not as pure or concentrated or as good quality. That's so... It'll be cheaper for the masses. That's so drug dealer That, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is drug But that, that sort of makes sense how they would get around both lawsuits because they could be like, no, technically this special product is only sold in salons. We have the same label, the same look, the same type is sold everywhere else. So they can't get in trouble on either side. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, we see your scam. Thank you, Deb. We get it. Thank you. Okay. This one, is this from a guy who always this, is from Australia? This is from Australian John. Oh, John. I love you. Okay. Dear Caitlin Brodnick, the valuables and Shady Sue, so-called Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what are the valuables from? Brodnick, the valuables. Oh, like Nick, the valuables. Like stole. He's he's giving us nicknames. They're cute. Dear Caitlin Brodnick, the valuables and Shady Sue so-called Smith. <laughs> it's so great. We love you, John. Um, I'm not good at controlling my money. Oh, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so I switched. Same. Come on, John. So he writes, I'm not good at controlling my money. So I switched from a credit card to a debit card. I'm with a community bank which supposedly does not have shareholders to appease. I could not overdraw, right? Wrong. For years, I kept having to pay overdraft fees. Scam. A class action against 10 banks, including mine, was filed and I signed up. Then the suit changed to only the big four banks, known offenders on many fronts. We were assured that the smaller banks would follow. They did not. So I estimate that I paid roughly $500 of my pension on illegal fees with no recourse. The scoundrels won. Boo. <laughs> but, oh, <laughs> boo. And then he says, with love and admiration <laughs> and public outbursts of laughter, courtesy of you, your Southern fan, John of Australia. Yay, Australian John. John. We love we you. We love you. That's shitty. But can you fight that, John? I'm curious. Like, it almost seems that for the, you moved to debit card, so then you were only going to overdraft your own money. Yeah. But I it I sounds like they wanted you to have a minimum in there the whole time because that happens sometimes. Yeah, so they took if fees. You, yeah, that sucks. I wonder if you could. I wonder if you could fight that, John. I don't know. I don't know, John. 
you're you're crafty. You've got you've come up with nicknames. You, you can do it. Get in there, John. <laughs> if you put your mind to it, <laughs> you can change your you life. You give them a piece of your mind, buddy. <laughs> John, you jump in on you that. jump in. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell us how you feel. Okay. All right. Our next one is from James. Hi, I just started mm-hmm. listening to the podcast a few weeks ago, and I love it. Great way to start an email. Thank you. We need. Thank this. you. I've been going through all the episodes from the beginning, and I've been enjoying it a lot. I wanted to see if you had heard much about this scam. This has haunted me for over a decade. Oh, no. And this is the only time mm-hmm. I can remember truly being scammed. They got me good, mm-hmm. and I felt like such an idiot afterwards. We forgive you. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> We've all got God. You're okay. We've all done yeah. it. When I was in college around 2009, 2010, there were these advertisements on TV for power balance bracelets. Do you remember? Yes. And I remember like that whole power balance mentality. Like I think Brett Favre was doing something with it. I don't know. They also had booths set up at malls. They were everywhere for a little bit. The main original company was power balance, but there were several knockoffs as well. So the company made all kinds of claims about these bracelets and how they would improve your balance, flexibility, and strengthen your center of gravity, along with all sorts of other things. The guy who scammed me directly told me they had been shown to reduce behaviors in kids with autism. (laughs) And it says WTF. Wow. These bracelets were very popular among athletes. And at the time, you would see NBA players and other professional athletes wearing them. Yeah. So their main target seemed to be the mall kiosk market. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a flourishing target in 2010. Yeah. I guess, yeah. What they would do was a demonstration where you would have to put your arms behind your back and they would push down on your arms to illustrate how easy it was for you to lose your balance. Yeah, if someone's pushing don't you. Don't touch me. No. Don't touch me, you no. stranger. I don't want to be... T- We're talking in a mail kiosk and then you tell me about my arms on my back. Yeah, my brain and my balance is going to freak out. <laughs> no. Then they would put one of the bracelets on, repeat the demonstration, and magically they would no longer be able to move you. Because you're not scared to death. <laughs> Because you know what's what's coming. I found out later how they faked this. But at the time, as a 20-year-old, it seemed pretty compelling. The sales guy who was doing the demonstration on me told me all kinds of benefits and was really pushing me to buy one. I told him it seemed pretty cool and tried to brush him off a little, saying something like, I may come back later on. He got really pushy. And honestly, I felt pressured and stupidly, stupidly ended up buying one for me and one for my girlfriend, now wife. They were $45 each. Yeah. You know what? She married you anyway. It's fine. <laughs> She's great. As She's a keeper. I've had worse purchases. As soon as I walked out of the mall and got in my car, I got curious and decided to look the bracelets up online, which I should have done way earlier. I found that these things were all over Amazon for like $7. So I got out my receipt and was like, of course it says all sales are final. They got me. Yeah. I've never felt more embarrassed. And although it's not that big of a deal, I still think about it and often cringe. I've since looked into the bracelets and their history, and it's pretty interesting how they made so much money off such a blatant lie. Anyway, that's my scam story. Sorry for the wall of text. Again, I want to reiterate that I love the podcast and I love your voices. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, James. James. A male saying he loves our voices, that means a lot. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> you know, we get a lot of hate. You know what, James? I have not bought one of these, but I have bought a lot of bracelets that are like crystals, you know, like a little mm-hmm. bead of crystal bracelets. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> and, and I'll guarantee you they don't do shit. And those purchases have to- totaled $45. So don't feel bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once somebody got me a bracelet that was like $50. And I think it was supposed to give me balance. And I was just so touched that she spent that much money on me. I was like, it has to work. Oh, it has to be the same thing then. <laughs> it has to work. Yeah. Well, 
So I remember like Brett Favre was doing ads where he was in something, I think it was like with like metal or copper and he was like exercising with a brace. And I was like, you're such an idiot. I don't know, I don't know if it does work, but there's supposed to be this idea that like minerals in a concentrated form against your muscles help you improve. But I think it has to be an extreme concentration. I'm not a doctor, but I know that like high, high doses of vitamin C can help with like cancer treatments. Yeah. So I feel like it would be like high doses. I don't know. Guys, I don't know. But but I, I don't think a bracelet is going to do that. But again, if somebody... Also, James, you have to give yourself a break. You were in a mall with your girlfriend. A guy pushes you from yeah. behind. That's very unnerving. And then won't let you... I mean, he probably was a big ass dick. Like, fuck this guy. And then he's pressuring you. He's pressuring the yes. hell out of you. So, And you feel uncomfortable. And then it's like, you're not going to not buy her one because she. I'm sure she'd love bracelets. Yeah. Like, who doesn't love bracelets? I, that's so uncomfortable, James. Don't even worry. Also, you're 20 years old. It's not like you've run into a million, like, scam artists in your life. Yeah. Hopefully not. Let's. I hope this has absolved you and you can let yourself off the hook now. Let it go. You, you're not a part of a traveling circus. You would have no idea that this is the way people are. Yes. Yes. I want to know, James, where your mall is, though, because, like, I love to visualize a mall. Is it, like, Mall of the Americas? Mm. Is it, like, a small suburban mall? Is it like Tyson's Corner in D.C., which is like suburban, but very busy. Or are we talking like the Delamo Mall in Torrance, which is like very <laughs> upscale with lots of kiosks, lots of them. Yes. So I love them all. I love them all. Okay. Okay. This one's great, you guys. And James, I think you're going to find a friend. Stephanie said, I was watching a video on YouTube and this ad popped up. The video was hilarious to me. You can be wealthy, happy, and everything will be great with this one bracelet. Here's the link to the site. I hope to hear about it one day in your wonderful, delightful, fabulous podcast. Thank Aww, you, Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie. So Stephanie sent us a link to a, her the YouTube video that popped up. It's a feng shui black obsidian bracelet. And the main quote on the page is, I used to live under the bridge. Now I own 10,000 houses. <laughs> and help others like me. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, Guys, I used to live under the bridge. Now I own 10,000 houses. What, in what context? Why do you own 10,000 houses? Are you a landlord? Did you just decide you're going to buy 10,000 houses? Are oh. they tents? What are these houses? That's what? so many houses. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Once you own all these houses, like, is this bracelet going to get me in the real estate market? Like, I don't understand. Or is this like some sort of feng shui metaphor that I am not getting? I don't know. I know. This is so funny. So the store is called the Buddha Power Store is what it links to. And um, there's a lot to make fun of on this site. So give it a <laughs> give it give a look see when you get a chance. It'll be linked below. A lot of bros are wearing this bracelet. There's a lot of like bro hands with this bracelet. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of this bracelet with tribal <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> on this website, you're supposed to one, put it on your dominant hand. Two, you're supposed to touch it. And three, you're supposed to make sure that the head of Pixu is, picks you is outward so as to draw energy from all directions. I don't want to make fun of this because I don't know what Pixu is. I don't know if that what yeah, that is related to. It might to. be a religious so, thing. Yeah. So yes, if that is important to you, but I just think I don't know though. I'd buy it. <laughs> I love jewelry. <laughs> Honestly, I'd... I love jewelry. <laughs> really? Me too. I Honestly, use it as a, a mala, you know? Yeah. Put it in my hair. It's a cute hair tie. I can't help myself. Yeah. It's except, you know, 
you know, they did have, it does say hurry 13 bracelets left. Like it's that scarcity thing we talked about in the makeup episode. That gets me every time too. All right. This one is from Nate. And Nate, I should tell you, is also the author of our super sweet 16 scam from our last mailbag episode. Should remember. Said, hi, Scam Wow, my favorite <laughs> podcasters. I'm obsessed with you and cannot recommend you to enough people. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> he knows how to get us going. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Just wanted to share this Twitter thread, which we'll link. I saw mm-hmm. a man named Mike Cummins legally changed his first name to Judge Mike. So on the election ballot for judge of the Superior Court of Los Angeles, it would look like he was <gasps> actually a qualified judge. Justice is a scam. Okay, bye. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm going to change my name to Rich Person Caitlin Brodnick. <laughs> and then run for Rich Person. <laughs> for Rich Person. Like, just tell other people, like, look, I'm rich. Remember when politics was like the thing that we were mad about? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) cute. Carrie, we got this next one from Carrie and it's uh, upsetting, but I love you, Carrie, for telling it to us. Hi, ladies. So enjoying you. Thank you. Trying desperately to get caught up to current (laughs) things. Um, We appreciate it, but don't worry because Carrie, nothing's current in our lives. (laughs) Nothing is current. Time is meaningless. Yeah, who cares? It's lay in bed all day. Yeah. Uh, She writes, I've just, this minute finished episode 36, the fundamentalist Christian topic and the purity balls, etc. I grew up in the South, despised every moment. I fled to San Francisco Bay Area at age 20. I only went back to visit three or four times, nearing 50 years old now. Um, and she says, every time was more depressing. Being on the West Coast, I could forget the oppressive soul-crushing way that religion is everything. We had absence-based sex ed in school, out of 110 in my class, there were at least 15 girls who had either had babies or were pregnant at graduation. Of course, no way to qu- quantify how many boys had fathered kids. So yeah, abstinence really works. Haha. The really upsetting thing, however, is that yes, the virginity slash purity idea is a big deal in the South. Even in families that don't attend church or consider themselves religious, they will oftentimes follow the same cultural standards. Shockingly, I found out personally that several of these denominations will label women and girls as used goods or ruined if they've ever been raped or sexually molested or abused. Yes, we've heard that too. A close friend as a teenager had been removed by social services from her home after years of being raped by her father and had to see her parents several times a year because they still attended the same church. This poor girl had to stand up one Sunday and confess and apologize to God, Jesus, and Mother Mary for not protecting the beautiful gift of purity given to her Mm. by God. Oh, WTF. I was heartbroken and wanted to throw up when she told me this. I can only hope this is changing in our present climate of hashtag me too. It's so gross to think about. Love all of you. And I'm loving all these episodes. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Carrie, that is so sad. And I have heard of this too. And I've heard of this in other cultures too, not just American cultures, that if this happens to a girl, she's considered ruined or used goods mm. and tainted. And it's just it's disgusting. So we were part. taught abstinence only too. Were you taught abstinence? Um, We were... It was in Maryland public school. So they were like, they said it, but they taught us sex ed. But they also were like, and the best sex is not having it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. No one believed. (laughs) No one believes that. Wait, you only were taught abstinence. What what does it mean being taught abstinently 
or what what is that it like i don't i don't know from it it means you're taught that like you're not really taught about healthy sex like you're just told not to have it basically and you're you're not really taught like um birth control or anything like that you're just Mm. you're just taught not to have it and that's why people end up pregnant and that's why like when they're young and stuff yeah. No, I then I went to Unitarian Church and they talked all about sex all the time. So it's like very I love relaxed. the Unitarians. I love the Unitarians. Unitarians are the best. Yeah. They really yeah. just let it all out there. Yeah. Um, in a very supportive way. Yes. Carrie is of course referring to our episode with Rachel Overvol. And Rachel Rachel Overvol is hosting her own podcast now called mm-hmm. Let's Talk Pleasure. And it's all about sex. Yes, she's great. And she was in that very oppressive religion growing up and talked to us on our episode about how she came through it and she's written a book about it. She's pretty amazing. We love her. Her book is called Finding Feminism and it's fascinating. So Mm -hmm. check it out if you get a chance. All right. This next email is from Anna and she says, hi, Sue and Caitlin. I'm a longtime listener and big fan of the podcast. Thank Thank you. You You two are so funny and open. You (laughs) always bring a smile to my face, especially in these trying times. All right. So trying. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're both safe and healthy out there. Thank you. Technically, right now, as of right now, we are. (laughs) We are. There's been no Mm -hmm. vomit. Thank God. (laughs) I just found out the most amazing scam happening right under our noses on Facebook and YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know how those cooking and crafting life hack videos you might be seeing everywhere? (gasps) I love them. I see them (laughs) everywhere. Yes, I love them. Yeah. Like five-minute crafts? Uh, I see them. Yes, and I've literally just watched like five of them today, like how... Apparently, if you rip a head off a carnation, but then stick it in a potato in honey, it grows. I don't know. <laughs> five minute crafts is such garbage. <laughs> so trash. There's a TikTok um, account called Five Minute Garbage, and it's all like <laughs> shitting on five minute trash. But it's done by like this kid. It's hilarious. I love it. I love these videos. Okay, please. Sorry, I, I love we're interrupting too. ourselves. Anyway, we are. You know those cooking and crafting life hack videos you might be seeing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed how some of them are really weird and some of them clearly fake and don't work? Yes, this is like. But I always I, believe them. <laughs> I, yes. Well, it turns out a lot of these videos are made by one company, The Soul Publishing, which is really two Russian dudes. They wow. turn out these videos in Cyprus at the rate of twenty seven hundred videos a month. No, that doesn't make sense. They figured out the YouTube and Facebook algorithms that decide how popular a video is likely to be, and they design their videos to make the algorithm think they'll be super popular. This causes the algorithm to automatically float the video to the top of YouTube recommendations and Facebook feeds, which gives them tons of views and therefore a lot of ad revenue. It's also why the videos can seem kind of off, like Mm. a machine designed them, Mm -hmm. because they were designed for the algorithm, not for humans like you. The Soul Publishing is now one of the biggest creators on YouTube, and those two Russian dudes are making tens of millions of dollars off their videos. Recently, the FBI and CIA have started taking a look at them as a security threat after they made some videos featuring anti-U.S. political content. This scam totally blew my mind because it's basically as simple as making a video that fits all the criteria of an algorithm written by someone at Google, the video itself doesn't actually have to be any good. And Google can't say anything because they take a cut of the ad revenue and wouldn't want to pass up the source of income. Essentially, they are locked in a scam cycle with the sole publishing with no way out. Wow. This is wild. Yeah. Although I don't condone making potentially harmful fake videos for money, I think this is a beautiful scam. And I'm really sad that I didn't come up with it myself. Yes. (laughs) That's what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to hack the algorithm. I want to crack that code. Yeah. 
Yes. Hope you like this scam as much as I did. I'll definitely think more critically about what I see on social media after learning about this. Again, thank you so much for doing the show. It really brings me a lot of joy and can't wait to hear more. Lots of love, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Anna, that literally I'm constantly thinking like it has to be a mathematical equation and I just want to know what it is. And I'm wondering if they like have an in at Google. They must. Or, I mean, these two guys could be geniuses. Like what you, I guess you could do is download tons of popular videos and sort of set them up mathematically and see like when either like edits or clips or, you know, like what the rhythm of them are, I guess. And Googling but, them. Geez. I want to see who they, who they are or like what accounts, what they look what like. Accounts yeah. They are. Well, yeah, what they look like too. Hold on. Let me see what these yahoos look like. <laughs> what do these <laughs> Russian geniuses look like? That's the most important thing to me. You're like, how do they do it? I'm like, what do they look like? Are they hot or are they creeps? <laughs> That's important. Our channels. The soul publishing. It sounds like it's about to say the soul crushing. Like that's <laughs> the name. I think it's going to be every time. Oh yeah. They have things like foodgasmic or five minute crafts. They, they're they're five, five minute crafts. crafts. Yes. I knew it. Five yes. minute crafts makes no fucking sense. None. On this article from lawfareblog.com, the most of soul... Of the Souls videos are clickbait with instructions for do-it-yourself projects, and the Souls channels range in success in successes. Some are less active than others. Of thirty-five channels I examine, nine have stopped posting in the last year, and a handful: five-minute workouts, health is wealth, health digest, dark side, zodiac manic, <laughs> have not posted new content in in the past eleven months. Your gorgeous, the story behind Stickman, have all stopped posting. Okay, the most popular channels. Brightside five-minute crafts appear to be active and growing from August 2019 to December 2019. According to examinations of the data in both periods, Brightside gained nearly 3.5 million subscribers and 1 billion views and five-minute crafts gained more than 3 million subscribers and 1.5 billion views. Yeah. Okay. Five Minute Crafts has 41 million followers, which is crazy. (laughs) So it's one of its first videos is like mushing up raspberries to grow your own raspberries and it's like there's no way this works i really i I saw that one one was strawberries one was like you pull something out of a tea bag and you put it in the ground and it starts and it just starts growing there's no fucking way and then like a couple of days ago i saw a girl cutting cutting the bottom of another girl's braid and then taping it to her pencil and using it as a a makeup brush i'm like what the (laughs) fuck and it was clearly a wig like no girl's gonna volunteer for that (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was five minute crafts were rushing right away <sighs> because all of the girls looked like they were very confused to be there. Not that Russians <laughs> are confused to be there, but there was just and no no shade on Russian people. But there was just this like there's this disconnect that looked like these girls were very uncomfortable to be there. <laughs> like they're being forced to be there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why. Oh I never knew they was Russian till now. Thank you so much, Anna. All right. That's nuts. Guys, thank you so much. I have got to run. My baby just woke up. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that's how it goes with life. Thank you for your calls and and your messages. And we love you. And you can always call or email us anytime. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye. 
Hi guys, this is Sue. So we had to cut that one a little bit sh short because her baby literally woke up and was like, mommy. Anyway, we have some amazing, lovely more messages to get to from you guys and some voicemails and things. And we will continue this next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. You guys are great. And thanks for all your messages. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.